We are here on another episode of Real Talk with Realtors about real things, real stuff, and whatever else we feel like talking about. And today... <laughs> We're singers lately. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Shania Twain. Kelsey Twain. <laughs> um, today, we are talking about millennial home buying trends, which I am a millennial. Are you a millennial? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am. Brandy's Don't a millennial at heart. <laughs> I don't know about that. So I can definitely resonate with a lot of these um, home buying trends that millennials are moving towards, except for this first one we're going to talk about. But if you're a millennial, here's a couple things that you might have in mind. And we're just going to kind of give our opinions, two cents on it. If you guys have any questions about any of these trends, let us know. Um, I'd also be interested in hearing if you agree with this, if you have a different trend you're looking at, or if you're Gen Z, what is important to you when buying a home, I guess, Remind right me now. what Gen Z is. Is that the generation I'm, under millennial? Okay. Mm-hmm. So number one is delayed home ownership, which is a bummer, but it's because of the economy. <laughs> So a lot of millennials are buying later in life, like late 20s, early 30s, because of student debt, um, inflation. Obviously, things are just more expensive. Mortgages are more expensive. And the wages are not keeping up with inflation, maybe, things like that. But because I think the number one factor is student loan debt. And now it's also because we have higher interest rates and high prices as well. I'm just going to debate this a little bit. So there, I mean, I think age 28 to 32 is kind of when people have always bumps. Like I didn't buy my first home until I was in my late twenties. I guess that was like me saying that this, the research just says delayed home ownership. It doesn't say an age, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's even well, later. I mean, if you go off your own experience, you, you yeah. your first time home buyers are probably 28. To yeah. Or third, like 35. Yeah. Okay. Well, then 35 is probably getting into a little bit older if mm-hmm. they're 35. But before, I think like in my generation, that's about when we started buying homes. And the other thing is we also had student debt. So yeah, just, just saying. I mean, even between the time, this is a whole nother subject, but by the time my brother's three years older than me, his cost to go to Cal Poly Pomona was half the price that it cost me to go to Chico State. So it did like it has jumped a lot in the last couple of years. I don't I think it stayed kind of steady since I left college, though, at Chico, at least. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a lot more expensive to go to college today than it was. I guess it depends on where you went to college. Yes, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of us went to USC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was expensive. True, what, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think I was, I think it was 40 by the time I paid that off, so. Yeah. But I didn't complain about it. I just did it, But you have to do. Sorry, is, getting a little sidetracked I know, there. I knew you would have something to say. You know I always that. do. <laughs> but no, I mean, I. it's just one of the trends per research is delayed mm-hmm. homeownership in millennials okay. so it, they are buying later in life than previous generations well and I, I mean I'm also going to give my two cents where not everybody and I am probably being stereotypical and I, I probably don't have the data to say this but I'll go ahead and say it I think kids are living with their parents a lot longer they are yes I was actually going to bring that up I forgot I mean yeah they are what they're moving back home after college especially I, I grew up in the Bay Area and a lot of my friends have moved back home because it's so, I mean, rent in the Bay is crazy. There's just some areas where it's like, oh my gosh, it's just, you're spending $3,000 on So you on have rent. to move somewhere that's more affordable. Yes. And that's why I stayed in Chico. That's a big reason mm-hmm. I stayed here is like, I'm not moving back with my parents. I wanted to be independent and I could afford to live in Chico. Right. On my own. So 
Bay Area Everyone kids, makes choices. you gotta all move to Chico and call yes. Kelsey and she'll sell you a house. Yes. Okay, end of the podcast. <laughs> and guess what? Your mortgage is gonna be the same price as your rent. And there you the go. Bay. And you're gonna own and you're gonna gain equity. <laughs> Um, so that leads into number two is affordability. So the affordability mm. of homes right now, it's just, it's a lot. It's expensive. You know, I, I keep thinking about how if I bought the same house I'm in today, I probably wouldn't have bought it because of the interest rate being higher than it than it was when I bought the home a year ago. It's It would have made it just over my budget, mm-hmm. you know. So I think affordability is a big issue right now. Like if you're a teacher in Chico, you're making fifty to seventy thousand dollars a year, and you you can't have a three thousand dollar a month mortgage on that, home, you know, income. Right, but you have usually a dual. Income, yeah, typically. even two would be hard. But I don't know. So if well, you make one hundred and fifty combined income, can you afford a five? It would be that, tight. It would that, be about thirty percent. Well, and it wouldn't be your first home, but your first home, you're probably looking at about four hundred thousand. Yeah, and at seven percent interest rate, you know, it's about three thousand a month. Are we talking people out of buying? I know. <laughs> Just as it's just, I don't think so, but you do have to have a decent income to afford a home these days where I think in 20 years ago, it was a little bit more realistic to buy a home at a younger age with a, with a starter income. These are the challenges that millennials are facing and are having to work around. Affordability is a concern basically for the first time home buyer. And then, and I agree with that. I do think everything is more expensive. Just going to the gas station just now, yeah. it was a hundred dollars, just like capped yes. out at a hundred. It wouldn't even look. And I mean that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> everything is more expensive, but I also think that social media and just in general, everybody wants to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants the Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Everybody wants the eyelashes. Everybody wants the $6 coffee. Everybody wants the Mac. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and I couldn't afford the way I live. I'm 53 years old. There's no way I could afford this at 30. But I think people are like doing those. It's like, yes, there. I want all these things. Therefore, I have to live at home with my parents in order to have them. And then they buy the five thousand dollar a month. car lease right that's what I'm seeing is like and that's a big Gary V thing where he's like don't buy a luxury vehicle when you're 25 years old like stop trying to impress people you don't even care about it's so true that's so (laughs) ridiculous I mean it's ridiculous for everybody actually but it's just I don't know the reason why I like my car is because of the comfort and the amenities that it has Right, but, but you're I also think, not 30 years old trying to buy your first home. Like, it's just different exactly, time of your life. Right. They, I, my suggestion to anybody that wants to get into the real estate market that is younger should do exactly what you did, and that is buy the duplex. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before, but the house hack. It's buy the duplex, rent out the other side, gain the equity. Um, you ended up keeping yours and buying another home, but you could have sold that, got the equity from that, put yep. it down. Now your payment would be lower, yep. right? Because yeah. you would have had more money down. Mm-hmm. But then you wouldn't have the benefit of that duplex being worth, you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand in ten years. Yes. Yeah. So, or or trading up for a fourplex. Yep. Um. Anyways, I think, and you also didn't get bougie with your car. No. You just spent- I bought something I could afford cash. I, ne- mm-hmm. I never want a car payment. And I love my Mazda. I know. Actually, you're the reason why I, and, and Natalie, why I put more money down on my car and bought it versus leased it. Because I have leased all the time. Yeah. Lease, lease, well, lease, lease, lease. Because I usually I just want to get something fresh and newer yeah. anyways. And then there's other tax 
benefits benefits yeah. to that but this time I bought and Ooh. I put money down and I was like oh I, I don't owe as much as I thought I did and I have like a two percent interest rate on it so it's great amazing perfect best of both worlds advice from a millennial to a what am I I'm a gen I'm not a boomer you guys X. no <laughs> don't you're not even a call me a boomer okay boomer <laughs> gen- <laughs> I, gen I think I'm gen x yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like the 80s I was born in the 70s, but I'm like 80s. Okay, yeah, yeah. So cool. So cool. Yeah. And we never forget. I love all those TikToks about growing up as a Gen Xer, how the differences between what your parents did and yeah. how they had to have that commercial at night that said, "Do you? it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? And she's like, <laughs> they had to remind their parents to, to wonder where their kids were. Anyway, getting sidetracked there. All right. <laughs> okay, millennial trend number three, location preferences. Um, We don't. In Chico is such like kind of an anomaly when you're looking nationwide. Like I think they're really talking about more metro areas. Um, but here it says millennials often prioritize urban or suburban areas that offer a desirable lifestyle with easy access to amenities, entertainment and job opportunities, walkability and proximity to public transportation are important considerations. So that's like I'm thinking of like San Francisco Bay Area, which is so expensive, which is so expensive. But I have friends who rent in metro areas and and they do they walk to their gym and they walk to get coffee and they're they're they do want to be kind of in the center of city life or something fun but then they get married and have kids and they want somewhere like Chico where you get mm-hmm. some space and some land and it's more community and less right. city but 100%. if you're talking millennial like young millennial that's definitely they want that urban lifestyle well they could move to Marion Park I guess <laughs> totally we need more restaurants there but yes yeah. um home size and features many millennials prefer smaller more manageable homes compared to the larger homes preferred by previous generations and then low maintenance features and energy efficiency is important considerations because we don't want a mortgage on top of a $500 PG&E payment I that I found that true locally speak I mean I've uh, but I don't I guess I haven't worked with maybe I haven't worked with a lot of millennials but I don't I I can't recall a buyer saying you know I want some I want a small yard a really small yard yeah (laughs) just people don't say that here not in she I I see more they're more compromising right for like what they can afford it's like Mm -hmm. well I my budget's 400 so I guess I'm okay with a small yard I guess I'm okay with this small yeah I feel like what we get here is okay I want a 1500 square house but I need it on a half an acre with a shop (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) 400 (laughs) yeah yeah anyways that yeah you're right I think that's not specific to our area. Yeah. And I haven't I haven't seen them preferring smaller, but I have seen trends as a whole move more towards or like back towards that compartmentalization of homes rather than like the wide open everything. And as people are having kids, mm. they're desiring a little bit more compartmentalization of the spaces. So meaning not an open floor plan. Not an open floor plan. Yeah. Like the kitchen's maybe not the first thing you see when you walk in mm-hmm. because if that's the case you have to keep your kitchen spotless all the time. Um, they want more division from the children <laughs> yeah. and it's a lot louder when you have like my house is all open and super right. high ceilings mm-hmm. and it's loud and echoey. So right. people don't love In that. my house. You do not see the kitchen when you walk. No, you got to keep that front room clean, but there's not very many people that don't walk into the house. So I've, I've heard that statement about having the kitchen cleaned all at all times. And if it's in the back, you, know, you still got to, people are going to come in your house yeah. unless they're just yeah. like standing in your entryway. Anyway. Yeah. 
Getting just, I guess too. nice not for it to be like the first thing you sure. see. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number five, technology integrations. Millennials value homes that are equipped with the latest technology and smart home features included, including appliances, security systems, energy management system, and smart home assistance. I remember one home, I think it was on the market last year that had like a full smart technology set up for everything. Like everything was connected to probably Google, I would assume. And it was the lights, like the shades, like everything was connected. And that was a huge selling feature of that home. But we, again, don't see a lot of that here in Chico. We don't. But But in other areas. Do you know what I think everybody should start adding to their homes, which is fairly cheap? A USB outlet. I I just went and stayed somewhere. And I have them all over my house. And I'm like, did not, I never bring the plug adapter to plug in my phone. But the I'm phone, like, where's the your USB? <laughs> the iPhone's not USB anymore, so it's killing me. Like the other side, it looks just like this where they plug it in. No, mine doesn't. Mine does. I mean, I have a cord that has well, a USB on the other end. When you get a new phone, it might not fit in. This is a 13. Is that the 14? 13. 13 yeah. So I guess just the new chargers that they're giving out, you have to keep your USB one because the new ones are not that way. But, you but could, as long as it fits into okay, your phone. Okay, we're getting totally sidetracked. But you could order... You could just order on Amazon the cord with the USB yeah. on the end. That's what I do. Yeah. Anywho, technology. Yes, technology. I get that. I love that. I mean, even just the ring camera yeah, or the any ring cameras. cameras. Having cameras installed in the house is. I mean, they're I, cheap now. Yeah. Those rings, you can get them for like 50 bucks. Yeah. Remember when they were 200? The rings and even the Google cams that mm-hmm. you can get at Costco. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the simple, I have a Simply Safe alarm, which is super easy. Every time I've, I've had it in three different houses and they just stick on the windows with like a command strip and I just move them with me wherever I go. And it's like a 15 or $17 a month fee. Like the setup is a little bit pricier. I think it was 200 at the time or 250 for everything, but it's great. And there's no, um, contract or anything. So something like that. Oh, I mean, I would take it with me, but just maybe I should get something like, uh, you know what? I have like the old school. Yeah. Security system, whatever. Like no, or Coco. Uh, and ginger like you hear yeah. you the one thing i mean a bird yes, lands on true. the fence in the middle of the night and those two will tell you, you there's be somebody out there dog sign and you're good <laughs> yeah, to go right. seriously that is old school <laughs> um i know i've been home alone this week and so we don't we do set our alarm but not always because I'm usually not that worried about with Dylan there and with Dylan not there I'm like setting the alarm. I know you suddenly check all yes. the doors and all the doors mm-hmm. everything yep mm-hmm. make sure it's um okay next would be sustainability you know I think that again in Chico we might not see this as much but mm. I know it is a thing I have a friend that works in sustainability like there are segments of the millennials who it's huge for them. Environmental consciousness. Yeah, I mean, it's like, just get the damn house. Worry about that stuff Solar later. Panels Solar panels is part of that, which is a big selling point. I think it is now. I think even lease solar has been now accepted. Since because, PG&E is so high, it yeah, is cheaper to lease. It is. Yeah. I mean, I think that people didn't like the leasing because they don't know. They have to take on a contract that could be 20 years. And, and who knows what the technology is going to be like. The technology mm-hmm. could be like the size of our phone and you stick it on your roof and that's it. And now you're stuck with this old school one. Yeah. But now I think people are like, nope, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just take the lease. But yeah. before we would have a lot of problems yep. with lease solar. Now, not so much. But I the think. leases are like under $200 a exactly. month usually. And PG&E mm-hmm. in the summer in like an 1800 square foot house. Uh-huh. 
It's crazy. Huge. Um, so that is something. And then it says here too, efficient insulation and low water usage systems. But we have that as a requirement in Chico where you have to have a certain amount of insulation in your attic mm-hmm. and low flow. So that's always kind of been a thing here. And Chico is pretty like energy forward, right? Right. Energy if you live forward. in the city limits. In the city limits, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then number seven, lastly, is not about the home itself, but millennial trend being online research and digital tools. Huge. I mean, millennials are able to and want to look everything up and research. Like my husband researches everything on YouTube. So they're looking and which is good for realtors who want to post information. It's a good way for people to find you and to also learn about everything. But yeah, they're relying on online resources and real estate websites property searches mortgage research neighborhood info they also seek peer recommendations and use social media platforms for information gathering so yeah very different than like my my generation will do that but maybe older generations like the boomers yeah not as much I mean that is one the boomers are going to go with who they have already worked with now but back then when they were younger they probably went with their parents realtor yeah a recommendation rather than like going on social media right which you should do both I think you know or at least look at reviews because there are realtors out there that can have a really high uh view what do you want to call it lots of followers Mm -hmm. and lots of views and never sold a damn thing Mm -hmm. I won't say anymore (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, now, listen, I mean, like, for example, you, you're very successful on um, social media and you sell a lot of real estate. I mean, I I just, that's pet peeve of mine. People that are really popular on social media and Mm -hmm. actually don't even sell real estate. Yeah. And it happens all over the country. Yeah. All over. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely do your research there. And it is, I did do a poll on Instagram and got de- like a decent amount of people gave me feedback. And I asked you, would you go to social media to find a realtor? Would you look at, I think I said Zillow reviews, or would you go with a recommendation from a friend? And almost everybody said they would go to rec- They would get a referral from a friend. Okay. Well, that's like good. 90% of them. Yeah. And there was like hundreds of people. Well, because they have that. firsthand knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think though that if you are a realtor, you still have to have a social media presence because if someone's as yes. a, at a cocktail party or a picnic and they're like, yeah, I use Kelsey Wakefield and you go Google Kelsey Wakefield and you cannot find one thing about her, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. You, they want to research you a little bit more than what yes. their friend has said. So. Yeah. Like if it's just like the Remax website and your photo and your number, yeah, well, yeah, they no. need to have something to go off they of. They want to know your personality. Yeah. They want to feel like they know So if you, you have a good social media, then that's going to be even, it's just going to solidify that a little bit more. Totally. So yeah, those are the millennial homebuyer trends. Thanks for joining in and see you on the next one. That was fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs>